This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Georgia. Welcome, Karen and Georgia, to my favorite Marty mini-sode. That's right. This is the episode that's shorter than the other episodes because you don't have time right now. Just a little bit of time. Yeah. You're just like a quick little treadmill. You're trying to just jump into some some kind of a 32-minute... Uh, what would it be? Uh, trampoline session? Trampoline session. Some interval some, training. Uh, some staring. What some hard staring at the wall. <laughs> you know, trying to go to sleep at night. Uh, trying to get up in the morning. You know, trying. Just, Just a trying. really hard trying for like 28 minutes. <laughs> it's getting shorter and shorter. Like, you know how like for 21 minutes, all you want to do. You know, for the next seven minutes, you are going to focus. <laughs> okay, this is the um, mini-sodes where you guys send in your hometown murders or your familiar, familial murders or people you know, things that happen to them. And we read them back to you. That's right. That's right. My favorite murder at Gmail. Are you ready to start? I'm ready. I'm going to start with what says number two in the number one spot, Stephen. <laughs> she just glared, I mean, glared at oh, Stephen. God. With those bright blue eyes, razor cheekbones. I'm relying on these numbers. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this page. <laughs> it's like a, who is that one uh, newscaster that had that kind of breakdown? Well, I guess there's been a lot. Like about the teleprompter, not working correctly was like oh maybe it was the bill o'reilly one did you see that one where he snaps Mm -hmm. anyway all right number two (laughs) pythons rabbits and dead bodies (laughs) lighthearted okay mfm family thank you so much for doing the podcast i listen to you while i do field work and you always put a smile on my face even when i'm being attacked by mosquitoes you know that 15 minutes when you have field work to do yes when you go outside and step step around in the field do some high steps in the field I will be at the Orlando show, so hopefully I will have a chance to tell the story in person. Oh. Sorry, dude. Goodbye. This hometown story is from my master's research in the Everglades, a- along with many other batshit insane things. <laughs> Florida, Florida has a huge invasive species problem. The craziest one of these may be Burmese pythons. <gasps> what the fuck? Oh, God, Florida. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. <laughs> Snakes that grow over 18 feet long and weigh over 200 pounds. No, it's too much for a snake. 18 feet long. 200 pounds. Oh, shit, girl. They have decimated wildlife, wildlife populations in the Everglades and can eat deer and even <gasps> alligators. Are these the ones where people buy babies of them and then they're like, oh, shit, and they like let it go? And flush it down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, from 2013 to 2014, I studied how pythons affect mammals by tracking rabbits. I put radios on rabbits and followed them around with Aww. tracking equipment to see if they ended 
up eaten by a snake. Up until that point, I was like, it's Alice at Wonderland. She's just just wonderful. Oh, Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Just witnessing a lot of rabbit side. Um, Okay. Rabbits being nocturnal, I did a fair bit of solo work in the park. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I felt safe. (laughs) Oh my God, Steven. (laughs) Cut that belch out. (laughs) (laughs) Steven, you got to give Karen the Diet Cokes after we record. Steven, stop trying to humiliate me on national radio. (laughs) Like the nicest thing he he does and we just turn it into a... Presents me a beautiful Diet Coke. With a ribbon on it. Every episode with a small basket of Jordan almonds inside. (laughs) The loveliest gift. Jordan almonds. Those poor things. How did those get started as the thing you are given? I don't know. They're so fucking gross. They're disgusting. Do you like... Okay, here's the thing. Weddings. Uh, Do you like in your M&M's the candy part? Well, then here's a Jordan almond. <laughs> and here's the thing. Oh, did you? I knew someone who would crack them open and just eat the almonds out of them. But it's at that point, you're like, buy some almonds. <laughs> Was it a squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to add that part. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's why she didn't talk so much. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. Okay. So she felt safe. I felt safe. Oh, I'm assuming she, sorry. I felt safe and park dispatch would keep track of me. I would call in and the park ranger would know where I was working. After a few months of, uh, one of my rabbits picked up and moved out to the Western edge of the park. That side of Everglades national park is bordered by a long canal and road. The road leads to a missile manufacturing and testing site that was abandoned in 1969. What's up? Stranger things. The fucking plot. Isn't this the plot? Or like Omega man. I mean, like it's all like what radioactive fill in the blank is wandering around this fucking place (laughs) waiting for you to show up (laughs) with your shirt tied underneath your boots. So cute. Right. Jump out of your Jeep. Short shorts, but like big boots. Yes. Just because she's a scientist. Yeah. Or he. Um, okay. The site looks like something out of an ap- apocalyptic zombie movie. Run down, covered in graffiti. You know oh the vibe. The rabbits swarm the canal and settled in the scrub next to the missile silo. I kept tracking it and even would head out there alone during my tra- uh-huh. night tracks. This area was outside of the park and I got permission from the landowner to be on the property, but did not tell the police or the park rangers I was going out there. Right. Perfect. All of this. Thank you for this perfect setup to the horror movie, to the second horror movie we're now going to write. Uh, one night in November, I was tracking the rabbit around 2.45 a.m. and was walking along the road near the zombie base. All of a sudden, I had a police spotlight on me. The cop yelled at me asking what I was doing there. The park service and local police don't always communicate. So I tried to calmly explain that I was a researcher and I had my permit and my car and he yelled, no, what are you doing here? You can't be here. This is a crime scene. <gasps> Apparently, over the last few months, two bodies had been found in the canal near the missile silo with the most recent just days before the body of 18 year old Jesus Trejo was found in the canal on September 5th and Christian McKenzie 21 was found dead from gunshot wounds oh near the same remote area on November 15th police say people often use the area for target practice because it's so remote I guess that makes it a good place to dump dead bodies the Trejo murder remains unsolved and the McKenzie murder was cold until 2015 yeah. when Juan Salgado was charged with three with second-degree murder with a deadly weapon, third-degree grand theft, third-degree grand theft with a firearm, and third-degree grand theft with a vehicle. Suffice it to say, I was told to give up on tracking that rabbit. It was, <laughs> it was just one rabbit. <laughs> oh, shit. The one rogue rabbit gets her all, like, almost... The rabbit did it. Uh, um, okay. 
That's fucked up. Uh, in scientific papers, you need to give a reason why some animals are dropped from the project. In official publications, this rabbit, quote, moved out of the study area. But now you are in on the overly honest field method that the real reason the rabbit was dropped is because it moved into zombie missile silo murder scene. Oh, my God. Thankfully, I stayed sexy, did not get murdered. SSDGMA. Wow. That was quite a letter. That was incredible. Yes. I really, really, really want a um, tour of that missile missile silo. Yes or no, when we go to Florida. A hundred percent, but it has to be during the day. Oh, fuck yeah. Could you even no. go there at night? No. That would be like... Okay, this is stupid. Like, it would be funny how stupid it is. I would just be screaming at a low <laughs> level the entire time. Just in the background. Ah, they would just start there and the whole car ride there. It's like, I think it's haunted. Did you hear that? No, it's just Karen's low level screaming. Karen can't stop moaning. She really doesn't like it. <laughs> I told you how scared I got in the corn maze. Yeah. Like, I always think I'm into things like that. And then as it's starting, I'm just like, no, no, I don't trust anyone. This isn't my thing. No. Uh, I'm excited for Florida because there's just so much yes. going on. There really is. My Orlando murder, I'm like stoked on it. But it might be my Tampa murder. I can't remember. Anyways, here we go. Okay. This is called Hometown Murder, Tampa, Florida. <laughs> Great. Wow. Hey, gals. I'm so excited you guys are coming to, to my hometown. On a side note, we currently have a serial killer that has shot three random people in the last week a mile from my residence. Whoa. But that's not my hometown murder. Oh. <laughs> it's so crazy that we're going to like an active serial killer territory. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I can't wait to see what happens with that case. We'll they, they're they're going to get him. Like, yeah. It's a guy walking around shooting people. Yeah, they have like they have him on video. Yeah. It's really sad. Okay. So I currently live in Tampa, Florida, but I grew up in a small town in North Florida called Sneeds. <laughs> if they say it's Sneds, I'm going to be fucking pissed <laughs> off because it's spelled Sneeds. Because there's seven E's. It's S-N-E-A-D-S. That's Sneeds. Yeah. Sneeds. Sneeds. 100%. Sneeds has one four-way stop, a caution light, four gas stations, and about 19 churches. I grew up on the corner of Curly and Howell Road. Howell is my grandmother's maiden name, and Curly is her married name. So, yes, <laughs> it's a true small town. <laughs> In the 70s, my aunt Curly went missing for 10 months until her body was eventually found across the Georgia state line in a national forest. She was 17 years old and my mom, her younger sister, was 15. My grandfather was the warden of the state prison in our town It did not, and did his own investigation. So I have these notes and copies of the official investigation notes from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. That's the word investigation a lot <laughs> yes the case is still unsolved but there was only one main suspect that held the focus on the investigation they also looked into ted bundy because she went missing around the time he was in tallahassee murdering chai omegas the day angie went missing she received a phone call at the beauty shop she worked at from a male caller the shop owner who asked the caller who asked who the caller was when she got off the phone and angie replied just some guy who always wants me to fix his relationship when his wife is mad at him Angie had a friend named um, Valicia French, and it was pretty well known that every time she and her husband, Ray, would fight, he would call Angie and ask her to, wa to talk to Valicia so she would forgive him for whatever he had done that time. Um, Valicia told authorities she believed Ray killed Angie because he came home the night she went missing, covered in blood and scratches. He claimed he was in the woods squirrel hunting and the blood and scratches were from bushes and branches, uh. which we know is not a thing. He disposed of the clothes he was wearing that night. And so investigators only had his wife's testimony and the phone call from the male caller at the beauty shop. 
This was the 70s, so I have no idea how much phone how much phone records played into the investigation. Strangely enough, when I was reading the investigators' reports, I came across an interview titled Tony Barnes. That's my father. In the interview, they asked him about dating Valicia and his relationship with Tony with Ray French. My dad said he had only met Ray once and his involvement with Valicia was years before she married Ray, but he did remember in high school, Ray was going around telling people he shot himself in his arm because he wanted to know what it felt like. (laughs) Your face. Questions. I can see them. What? First of all, that's horrifying. Yeah. Because I bet it hurts way worse than you imagined. (laughs) I was wondering what part of horrifying you were talking about. Yeah. It's so it shows a level of stupidity that if it's true, it's shocking. Stupidity and like not being able to reason, having no reasoning skills. Yeah. Just having an idea and then going for it. But that's what high school boys are made of. That's true. But this is that in particular is like being crazy because. You don't, you do things that'll like give you ple- risky right. things to give you pleasure, not risky things to find, like that could well, kill you. I could kill you. And also just, it's only pain. It's yeah. just a, le- you're trying to figure out a level of pain. Totally. It and it's no going to be, okay. Okay. So we know what's going on so far, right? Yes. Okay. My dad said he was crazy and he tried to stay away from crazy people. Don't we all? Okay. For thir- nearly 30 years, Ray was the only person my family believed to have, would have killed Angie. They received many leads over the years, but those were mostly attention seekers wanting to claim responsibility for her murder. In the early 2000s, Angie's ex-boyfriend, Mike Lender, was arrested for dem- domestic abuse and attempted murder of his girlfriend. Mike was that guy for Angie, the one she was in love with at the young age of 17. He was arrested because he got into a fight with his current girlfriend, knocked her out, and she woke up on the floorboard of his truck as he was un- Unlocking the gate to 40 acres of forest filled land he owned. Oh, fuck. Morning. Holy shit. Dude. You're just like, oh, what are these? I can see all the stars. Yeah. We're so far are away we from camping? the city. This is gorgeous. Hold oh, on a second. No. She managed to get out of the truck and run to the nearest neighbor for help. Fuck. Before he knocked her out, he said he had killed three other women and he was not afraid to do it again. The day he was supposed to stand trial, he didn't show up for court and he was found on the side of the road in his truck, dead from an overdose. A local reporter who has done her own investigations into the case said he was such an evil person. She stops by Mike's grave every so often just to make sure he's still in the ground. Whoa. Can't wait to see you in a few weeks, but until then, don't get murdered, Lee. (laughs) Holy shit. Shit. Yeah. That was like a Carson McCullers novel. Who did it? Who did it? Uh, I I mean, I think he did it. That last guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude. Search that forest area. Well, they found. Did they find her body? Yeah. Yeah. And went missing until her body was eventually found across the Georgia state line in the National Forest. Oh, okay. But that's not what he owned that he was bringing that woman too no i don't i'm guessing not but me i'm sure there's other bodies in there anyways i just think we should dig it up (laughs) i just let's check listen we're canceling three shows we have this weekend in florida (laughs) we're gonna instead everyone come to the national forest whatever wherever the fuck this guy's shit is it's just gonna be some private land it's a little risky bring a a digging implement maybe some snacks some orange slices some saltines some saltine and orange slices maybe a little seven up or ginger ale yeah you know um 
This is a, a first responder story. Hey, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and friends. Oh. My name is Eric, and I'm a college student in northern Alabama, where I got hooked on MFM during a long commute at, uh, I had after classes from my college town to my hometown for work. Listening to you guys made it feel like hanging out with friends rather than the semi-lonely car ride, which it was. Aww. Oh, my God, Eric. Car rides are a time to think and fart. That's right. In silence. <laughs> and pretend you're hanging out with people who can't hear you when you talk. <laughs> or fart. Hi, hope you <laughs> fart. Uh, hope you enjoy this first responder story. Yes, please. A classic. Okay, August twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight, and then it says in asterisks, dollop style shout out. <laughs> yep. So I should have yelled that at the top of my lungs like Dave Anthony, but I'm not going back. Okay. <laughs> my friend was working uh, a 24-hour paramedic shift in Tampa, Florida. 24 hours? Yeah. I don't want that person working on me. Well, no, because they're then they're all supercharged up to like resuscitate you. Okay. It's good. They're just on tons of speed and they just want to resuscitate the fuck out of you. They want to You're bring like, I'm awake, bro. I'm not even <laughs> my leg is broken. I'm resuscitated. <laughs> you don't need to resuscitate me. I'm fully resuscitated. <laughs> okay. My leg is broken. <laughs> okay. They got a call to a Vietnam veteran's house outside the city. When they get there, they're informed that the man has PTSD and has shot out the lights in his home and is in a panic because he thinks his wife is in danger because in his head, she's somewhere in the war zone with him. Can you imagine shooting all the lights out in your... Like, that to me is a fucking nightmare sentence. It's so horrible. It's it's so awful. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Sorry, go. No, no, no. The vet was apparently a very big man, so the police were having a hard time controlling him and were afraid of what he might do to them or the wife, even accidentally. My dad becomes the total hero of the story as he steps in with the idea to use his paramedic uniform to their advantage by convincing the vet that he is the commanding officer. Keep in mind, my dad is only 5'6", so he decided to try to participate in the man's reality because physical restraint <gasps> was not an option. Oh my god! He approaches the man and points to the EMT patches on his uniform and yells, um, saying that he is his commanding officer and he has been sent to give him the orders, even shouting, are you going to do what I say or not? <gasps> I'm going to give it a southern no, accent. I love it. Do it. Um, the man jumps into action, lets go of his wife and immediately gets into the back of the ambulance. Uh, in the end, he was able to get the help he needed and um, his wife even wrote my dad a letter a few Aww. weeks later thanking him for what he did to save her and help her husband. Needless to say, if I'm ever on a cult, I definitely need to call my dad. <laughs> Thanks for podcasting and podcast well, Eric. Oh, that's so awesome. Wow, what a smart, what a like smart person. <laughs> yes. I don't know what to say other than that. Yeah. Well, it also reminds me of the very first Mind Hunter. I was just thinking about that. Right? Where the cops being all like aggro and yeah. then the Mind Hunter guy is like, hey, maybe we yeah, don't. But he still killed himself. Yell so much. Yeah, but he didn't kill the lady. Come on, let's upside it. I don't it. know, man. <laughs> I don't know. We got we got stuff to talk about about Mine Hunter. We need to peel it apart. And I don't want to say anything bad because the lead actor like gave us a shout out in an interview. Yeah, that's so right. I don't want to be like you legally cannot say anything I legally, bad. Anytime someone says anything, he didn't even say anything nice about us. He just brought it up. I'm not allowed to say anything. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? We are bound by the honor, the Hollywood honor system. Not many people know that there is a thing called it, the Hollywood Honor System. The, it's the Hollywood Honor System. It's a very much, it's very similar to being an Eagle Scout, where <laughs> when you take the oath of Hollywood Honor, um, you don't shit on others who have not shit on you. Right. Is that the... Who had a chance to shit on you and didn't. Right. I don't know. My mom told me not to go to an interview with Harvey Weinstein today. 
today. Yeah. Georgia. Yes. <laughs> like, mom, it's not going to A. You're like, it's already on the books. Yeah. So I'm not canceling it. I can't it. cancel. You know that. So you <laughs> can't cancel. And then she goes, and I go, mom, are you fucking kidding me? And she goes, oh, well, if you do, bring, bring Vince. <laughs> like, it's, what the? She's out of her mind. Okay. Uh, she's about 15 years too late. <laughs> There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye if you're like me you're always looking for a story to dive into whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve the key to getting hooked is the details i need rich visuals and intricate storylines and june's journey has that and more june's journey is a mobile mystery game that follows june parker a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder this is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as june herself Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. 
What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Okay, where was I? This is called Almost Murdered on a Road Trip. Oh. Hello to the MFM crew. These are fucking great entrances this week. Clean. Clean. Concise. Accurate. Yes. (laughs) Spelling is correct. So I'll get right to this. About a year ago, I was driving on my first long trip alone from Florida to North Carolina. I was listening to MFM for my road trip, of course, when I pulled off the off the highway for gas. I drove up to a crappy shell station where there was nothing else on the highway. I got out and noticed the only cars were mine and a red Kia wagon with no driver at the pump. I started pumping, and a few moments later, a dude walked out of the convenience store. Just by the look on his face, I got an immediate chill down my spine. I felt almost... Uh, it felt almost primal, my sudden need to get out. This dude was creepy as hell, singing to himself and smiling at me. Yeah. Uh, what a combination. <laughs> what do you think he was singing? Uh, uh, do suddenly appear. It's just a bigger smile, though. Just <laughs> crazy eyes. Every time. Just like all whites of eyes. Oh, Jesus Christ. So here's where the story gets really unbelievable and effed up. This dude grabbed the gas hose from the pump and started pumping gas, all caps, onto the ground around his car. Oh. The whole time he looked at me smiling. Seriously, what the fuck? My heart was racing and I felt like I was going to throw up. Then, much to my disbelief, the man put the hose back and started making his way towards me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Gasoline around his car walking towards you after no. smiling and singing at you no. yes or no are you okay with this i think the answer might be no no i heard your voices shouting fuck politeness at me as i promptly well she wrote f politeness which is so cute <laughs> i love that at me which i um as i promptly pulled the hose from my car and ran into my car ran to my car door locking myself in mm-hmm. the man continued walking towards me as i sped off heart racing too much of this was too creepy for me to assume this guy was just a decent dude. Just the <laughs> sight of him stuck with me and haunted me the rest of the day. Isn't that that thing where, like, then you look in your rearview mirror and he's fucking following you? Yeah. In a moment. Okay. So, you'll never guess what happens next. My friend is a social worker and she helped me search for criminals in the Florida area. His face stuck with me as I scrolled through pages upon pages of sex offenders and criminals. Then, I saw those creepy eyes that could only belong to my guy. I pointed (laughs) him out to my friend and she just looked through his profile, shaking her head and saying over and over, this is bad. The dude was a child predator who had been arrested multiple times, apparently not enough times to leave him there. I knew his face like the back of my hand, but just to confirm my suspicions, he drove a red Kia wagon, the same as the one at the show. Thank God for MFM and the confidence and knowledge it gave me to get the F out of that situation safely and continue to SSDGM. Seriously, I love you, ladies, and the confidence, you badassness, your badassness, you give women because you've so open, wait, because of you, I've opened up to my husband about my anxiety and mental health issues as well as seeking out counselors 
Um, through some of the darkest times of this past year and a half, I remember turning on MFM and could make, and it could make me smile and laugh when nothing else in the world could. Love you ladies and you Steven so much. You'll never know the impact you make, you make. Excited to see you in Orlando, Peyton. Oh, nice. Thanks, Peyton. That's so nice. But still, that is fucking nuts. I love that. I love that you can do, like, have you, I've done that recent, like, not too long ago. Someone was walking towards me in my car in broad daylight in Hollywood. Excuse me, excuse me. And I fucking noped that shit and got in my car and locked the door and just stared at him from the car being like, what the fuck are you thinking? Get out of here. I don't care. No, get out of here. Yeah. And we had just been drinking in the same bar. So it's like, well, I know you've been drinking. Yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. Nope. See you later. Bye. Don't need it. You've, your friend card is full. You're not making friends on the sidewalk <laughs> mm-hmm. these days. No, these days I don't stop when someone wants to speak to me for no fucking reason. Maybe if that same drunk guy shows up at a dinner party and you have yeah. a proper introduction. Great. Let's chit chat. Hi, how are you? Yeah. It's great. Oh, you wanted to compliment me on my coat? That's it? Thank you. I love this coat. Yeah, it's a great coat. Other than that, get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Rando. Um... Thanks for sending those in, everyone. Send your crazy, weird shit, near misses, hometowns, all this to my favorite murder at Gmail. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I don't know. Elvis. Elvis. Where is everyone these days? Come here. You want a cookie? Yeah. Is that not loud? Are you calling him over? Elvis, want a cookie? Oh, you fuck. There he goes. (laughs)